Good evening and welcome to Monday night's Fools Rush In. Uh, we've got a, a large panel to go through the weekend's win and look forward to returning home to the CG uh, this weekend. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we hope to be a lot more entertaining than the England national team currently are, that is for sure. Um, as always, we look forward to you joining in the conversation debate as well by firing in your comments on Facebook, on YouTube and uh, via Twitter as well. But before we say hello to the panel, let's do the intro. Take And I think we start tonight by welcoming back off holiday uh, the massive one that is Waza. Good evening, sir. Hello, Fifey. Great to be back. Nice Did you have a nice away. time? Lovely time, mate. Nice and refreshed. The weather was good, but got away because there was hardly any football apart from watching this tosh that you're watching on the telly at the moment. But um, it's good that the football season is back and we're getting there and it's back on. Let's go. Absolutely. Someone else I'm delighted to welcome back to the panel is the man that's uh, consistently being confused with Swindon's actual chairman at PCM himself. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Stephen. How are you, sir? I am very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well, actually. I'm very glad to be here and not being quite so busy at work and all things in general life. So uh, bring it on, boys. Bring it on, indeed. Next up, let's uh, say hello to Woody. Hello, sir. Hello, you're right. Sorry, Very I was well, just, getting my, just getting my cup of tea, ever so craftily made by my daughter in my favourite cup. Um, <laughs> Table service. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm good. I'm good. How are, how are you? Great episode last week, um, at the end of last week, by the way. Thank you very much. That's very kind. Thank you for taking the time to join. And we, we appreciated your comments flooding in throughout as well. Next up, let's say hello and good evening to the man with the artwork behind him. Hello, Ned. Hello, Mr. Five. <laughs> <laughs> I've been expecting you. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much. Excellent, excellent. Glad to hear it. And uh, and finally, uh, can we say hello to the man who comes across a certain way, but I think it's very, very important that everyone associated to Fools Rush In sees him in his natural state. So before we say hello, let's see what this young man had to say about the win after a few sherbets on Saturday. That was too late, man. Oh, I just fucking press the button, man. Evening, lads. Love you all oh, for a long it, time. That's a fucking... Um... Yeah. Uh, and oh, I was right. I said Swindon would win 2-1. Um, and well, we did. Centre, isn't it? Because um, I'm oh, fucking awesome. Mate. And so is Swindon. That's Swindon. 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 We got a the fucking... Best team. Brilliant. They are absolutely oh, awesome. 
Hey, hello and good evening to someone who's certainly a lot more sober now. Uh, happy Monday, Craig. Please unmute. You're on mute. He's on mute. You're on mute. You're on mute. Come on, Craig. Craig, you're still on mute. You're still on mute. <laughs> oh god. Honestly, I haven't been drinking tonight, but yeah, no. Oh. I am I'm absolutely brilliant and I'm still fucking awesome. So, so you'd be glad to be glad to know. But yeah, yeah, that was um that was me at my most positive, I think. So yeah. It's always, it's always easy after a win though, isn't it? So yeah. Always easy after a win. Um oh Woody gone. <laughs> he's had enough. Crazy here, he's had enough. Um, interestingly, I, I don't know if, if anyone can just drop us a message check. I've had a text to say that YouTube comments don't seem to be working yet. I have seen free pop through. Um, so if someone else could just double check for me, uh, if just send us any sort of message saying hello, just so we can check that I'd appreciate it. Um, in the meantime, gents, while we wait for that, should we get straight on with the first topic and uh, another win at the weekend? Um, and, uh, well, we've had certain grumbles that we should be beating 10 men, but we actually won with 10 men. Uh, Mark, let's come straight in with you. Uh, important, um, important result, important character to be able to do that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I won't detract um, from, from any of the, um, the fantastic forward movement in the team in the first half and the way we pinged that ball around, particularly Gladwin. For me, what epitomised the match was that final sort of seven to ten minutes where, you know, as a footballer and a team that are determined to win, that protecting your goal at all costs, which is absolutely fantastic to watch. I mean, a lot of praise gets given to goal scorers uh, or those that create or the actual goalkeeper themselves from making the saves. But when the team clear the ball off the line, when the team do absolutely everything they can to prevent the opposition from scoring, that's almost that's almost as good, if not better at times, than... Um, the goal scorers themselves. So I'm absolutely delighted. You know, I couldn't have wished for a better performance there, to be perfectly honest with you. And um, it's it's easy for fans to react in the moment. As I said, we've we had a couple of games where we didn't win eleven v ten. Um, do you think perhaps there are sections of the Grimsby fan base that have reacted the same when we have, uh, or, or we did at that point? Yeah, I think so. I mean, certainly when we were down to ten men, they were probably the the, the side that had the, the the better chances, and they could perhaps argue that they, you know, they can certainly feel aggrieved they didn't manage to 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 score an equaliser. But the, the testament of a side when they're reduced in numbers is to defend compactly and protect your goal, and we did that superbly. Whether it was you know the the heroics from Bryn. Um, or from the players that cleared the ball off the line. You can't ask any more from a team than that when they're under the cosh. You know, we, it's very easy to say, you know, oh, no, we love the attacking football and, you know, to see all the chances and the goals going in. And, you know, I'll be lying. I've said that wasn't how, you know, I, I like to see our football being played. But conversely, when things go against you, is how you react in those moments. I think the celebration from the players at the end of the game was just, was just absolutely superb. Um, in terms of whether Grimsby can feel aggrieved, yeah, I think you know they're, they're probably feeling that they 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 perhaps could and should have got a point, but a lot of their fans' comments after the game were incredibly positive. Um, certainly said that we were the better side and deserved the points, and were the best team they've seen you know at home so far this season. And all these things bode incredibly well for the season. Um, yeah. a, a difficult place to go. They've had a really good start since coming back into the league. 
No, definitely. Uh, Paddy tweeted in, good evening, gentlemen. The Grimsby game was a good hard-fought three points. We deserve the victory. Credit to the 10 men for digging in and to Scott Lindsay for wearing his heart on his sleeve at full time. Um, we have got um, a fair bit of time to go through this and it's very difficult to pick out one person because depending on who you were looking at, like every different Twitter account on Saturday was picking out different people, you know, Bryn for some of the saves, particularly at 10 men. Um, Hudson was getting a fair bit of, of positive attention. But but um, Woody, I'd like to start with a man who seemed to be most getting uh, the positive reaction. And he seems to be the man who is proving something of a point so far this season. That's Ben Gladwin. Yeah, 100%. I think um, that, for me, was one of Gladwin's best games in the township. Um, I think, <laughs> evening, Christian. Um, the... Yeah, I, and, and and fair play to him. You know, I think I said that, you know, he was dire last season. There's no, I think anybody who does, says otherwise maybe needs their heads a wobble. But we never doubted that he is a good player on his day. And we all wanted him to, we all want him to do well this season. And I do think he has been one of our stronger players this season. You know, being as though I was one of his biggest critiques last year. Yeah. Um, critics last year. Um, but yeah, it just seemed that, Sometimes players, everything goes right for them in a game um, in terms of even the luck goes their way. And it was, you know, it was for Gladwin as well. Um, and yeah, as, as Chris has just alluded to there, it's, um, it's uh, Gladwin, you know, was by far, for me, the outstanding man of the match. On You know, Bryn, Bryn came up when we needed him. Of course he did, but he has done all season really. Um, but before we went down to uh, to 10, I wouldn't really say that um, Bryn really was massively called into action many times, um, but Gladwin was just consistent all the way through. And I think what did it for me, my biggest critique on him last year was was his recovery runs and, you know, the, the fact that he's just got hardly any pace. But he actually had a turn of pace at one point. I think on Saturday he turned a player and he must have got about 10 yards on him before this player caught up. I think it was a winger as well for them, who should be quicker anyway. And, um, you know, I think we look at a couple of the passes he was putting in. It was just nice to see Gladwin of old. Did he have a little bit more space than he normally does? Yes, he did. Grimsby did give him a bit of time. Um, and he did, he dropped a bit deeper when Khan gets sent off as well. And I think we've all said, uh, or most of us have said, we'd quite like to see Gladwin playing in that role every now and then, just you know, kind of the role that Louis Reed has been playing. Um, and, it, you know, for me, it just looks, it was so good, refreshing to see that someone like Gladwin, um, when he's at his fittest, as, as um, Christian said there, when he's at his fittest, he can, you know, he, he is he is a very good player um, and is a very, very healthy backup um, if it went for when Reed's out. Well, that was going to be my next question, actually, because I heard a, a, or I saw a few people mention it. Um, Khan was the obvious replacement for a lot of people, but when Gladwin did sit in there, he he's got that he, he's able to read the game. So where he might not have the, um, the sort of elect, if electric pace is the right phrase to use, the way he reads the game and and can analyze a situation um, is, is certainly something that other midfielders. Um, higher up the the divisions have had in the past and, and always get commented on. You don't need, if you can see what's coming before it happens. You don't need necessarily the recovery pace, do you? Um, so it'll be certainly interesting to see 
um, if he does play that position a bit more regular. Uh, Ned, let me come to you next. Um, the fans asked for it. The fans got it. The two, uh, the two star men playing up front together. And uh, it didn't take long to work, did it? No, it didn't take long. The, 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 um, uh, Wakeland is a fantastic... Oh, I'm getting so much feedback here. Um, really? Is it gone now? It's gone. Right, okay. Um, yeah, uh, Wakeland is a fantastic player, um, but he's no number nine, in my opinion. And then you, when you had... Um, oh, fuck's sake, my brain's gone dead. Um <laughs> Jeff Cut. Jeff thank you very much. Adeloy. Um I don't, well, certainly not Adeloy. Um when <laughs> you had um Jeff Cut go up front, you know, his his movement in the box, you know, his his ability to be in the right place at the right time, it's just second to none. Um it's but Wakelin is just a he's he's 110% industry, isn't he? You know, he gives 100% all the time, constantly running, he's a constant threat. And it just it just works and I'm so glad that they've done it because you know it's it's what we've been calling for for such a long time and uh yeah i mean it's a great combination um i think maybe maybe unfortunately the the only weak link in that three up front is possibly <laughs> the guy with the with the name on my back but um <laughs> um you know it, i mean shade's done really well as well and i think to be to be perfectly honest i think the three of them together have done really well and in that game they they were superb so Shane's becoming quickly my favourite player. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, Grimsby, um, they, the, the thing that, that stuck out for me in this game was the fact that if you look at all of the performance that Grimsby have done this year, um, they really play right up into the final whistle. And yeah. they've, they've got super fitness. And to hold out... You know, the 2-1 victory against Grimsby is just absolutely massive. Absolutely massive. And no. you know, I, I couldn't be more proud of the boys. Well, that, that's exactly it. And and you mentioned about the, the trio as a whole there. And Craig, I'll, I'll bring over to you that the one bad thing, we hope it's nothing too serious, was Hepburn Murphy came on for his uh, league debut. And, and sadly for him, it didn't last too long. Me? Yeah, no, Craig. Yeah, I mean, hope, hopefully. Oh. Sorry. Carry on, Craig. You're right, Dan. Yeah. No. Am I on mute? <laughs> no. No, you're fine, mate. You're Sorry. fine. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully he's not going to be out for. Um, you know, for, for too long. But. Um, but yeah, he, you know, you, you don't want that sort of stop, start, stop, start sort of thing. Um, hope, hopefully, it'll just be a matter of time before he's fit and able to. We can see see what he's. I mean, I mean, like, like we said on Friday, I think he, he's had about a year out, hasn't he? But, um, 400 so, odd days before so, yeah, his debut, so, yeah. Sorry? Yeah, he said it was just over 400 days between his last game and yeah. when he came on midweek. So, yeah, so ho hopefully that, you know, that it doesn't mean too much, you know, with, with what happened on Saturday. But, um, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it was a great performance from the guys, wasn't it? And um, three wins on the bounce, you know, I, I said before, after the, the two draws that we should have, you know, we, we, he needed back-to-back -back wins and, and he's got three on the bounce. And a lot of people have also been saying after 10 games, let's judge him after 10 games. I think it was Woody and Warren were saying that before. And look, you know, look where we are. We're just outside the playoffs, only a point behind. 
Um, only lost one in in 10 games, which I know I sort of mocked that earlier on in the season, but that was only when we're winning one or two at a time. Now we're in a really strong position. All right, it's only going to be a matter of time before we have a defeat and it will, you know, it will be interesting to see how we react to that, you know, how how the team is mentally um, prepared for that eventuality. But, um, but yeah, it was, you know... (laughs) What what how quickly things have changed, you, you know, and, and like I say, Gladwin, I, I thought early on in the season when people were going on about Gladwin, I thought they were over-egging it a bit. I thought he was playing well, better than last season, but I didn't think he was this, you know, like our new talisman or anything. But the last three games, he has been really good. You know, he, he has been absolutely brilliant and has made a difference. He just seems, you know, he's the centre point of the team at the moment and, um, you know, long may it continue because I like the guy, you know, he, you know, his career came, you know, started to take off when he was with us and if, you know, if anything, he should have stayed a little bit longer, I I felt at at that time. But, um, but yeah, and and the game just, I mean, I didn't watch the game, but from um, on social media. Evidently. Yeah, from reading on social media and all. Um. It's um, you know, it, it, you know, pe- people are saying that um, you know, it, it was really good first half attacking performance, and then obviously when we went down to ten men, we ground out a performance. So it's like the perfect, you know, you know, like the perfect um, performance. Really, we played the football when we needed to, but we absolutely, you know, battled hard to to get the um, get the final result. So. So yeah, it's you know it's, it's looking good, and all right, we've got a tough game on on Saturday against Northampton, but but you know I'm definitely a lot more confident than what I was, um, you know, um, a, f- a couple of weeks ago. And as Craig said, Warren, um, I, I think I said it, you said it, Woody said it. You know, we've got to get to the end of September before we really judge Lindsay. We're there now. Um, what, and it's fair to say the last couple of results have, have changed the, I'd say, the majority of the opinions because it was it was looking bleak at one point. Yeah, I, I think he deserves a lot of credit. Uh, you know, I mean, I think when we started losing a lot, a few games and stuff like that or not getting the results that we wanted, people were quick to get on his back. Um, I think he's reacted in the right way that, that we, we could just to get the wins on the board. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how they come. You know, I mean, all we want to see is Swindon Town winning football matches. And I thought Saturday epitomised everything that that I think that Lindsay's about. He wants a hard working side that's going to dig in, that are going to, when we get the chance to get on the ball and play our football, play a brand of football that he wants us to play. And I thought the first half we did that. I thought we kept the ball really well. I thought we played some good stuff. We created chances. Um, yeah, there's always times with a possession-based team where it's not going to be as quick and lively as you want it to be. That's the point of a possession-based side is that you keep the ball, you knock it round the back and you you create the spaces in front to be able to break through the lines. And I thought we did that really, really well. Um, I And then the last 10 minutes, I, I know that the rest of the lads have alluded to it, it was a typical Scott Lindsay, what he wanted us to do. We gritted in. You've got to give him some credit as well for the changes he made, especially when Hepburn Murphy come on. He was thinking, like you knew exactly what he was thinking, bit of a pace on the counter-attack, you know what I mean, and stuff. And then he knew he had to change it again, and he just went with a solid two banks of four and put Ellis out on the left, which, you know what I mean, people have questioned his tactical nous and, you know what I mean, how to go about things. And I thought he was 
spot on on Saturday with what he did um, and what he controlled. And I saw the video at the end, and I think that's brilliant. And I, I love a bit of passion like that. A couple of, I think Woody said to me, Woody was joking on one of the on the on the comment with it that what Rich put up. But I think he come over to the fans at the end, and I thought it was brilliant. You know what I mean? And that's what, as a Swindon fan, that's what I love to see. Some people have a little bit of a sceptical view, but the passion at the end, he was just, you could tell from the touchline that he was into it as much as the players were. And the way that we gritted it out and got it, and it's a massive three points. Um, But like Craig said, it's going to be a tough game Saturday, but we'll come on to that later. Um, Just something about the Gladwin thing I'd like to chuck in. Um, Mm -hmm. Just with the Gladwin thing, I think last year and the couple of seasons... I think this is the first season that he is going through at the moment where he's not picked up these niggly injuries. He looks a lot fitter. He, you know what I mean? And whether that's come about for a good pre-season that he's had, um, he looks a lot fitter. And I think he's massively thriving with this vice-captaincy role. I think he is loving being a big part of the team. And I think we're seeing it in his performances. And I massively think him being part of the senior members of the team He's thinking, well, I have got a grit in. I've got to set an example. And I think he's thriving under that. Um, Absolutely. What you're saying, um, was about Lindsay. This was the Lindsay that I've wanted to see all season. I mean, I'm gutted I missed the game, to be honest, because like you say, it just sounded like that was what Lindsay was all about, that that game. And let's face it, up up until he's had a very steep learning curve so far. And now, now that he's, you know, he's starting to show... Lindsay the manager as well as being Lindsay the good coach because he's always gonna like like with um, Ben Garner and and um, you know Luke Williams and people like that they're, they're gonna have that sort of good coach not a good manager let's yeah. hope that you know that that game just seemed ideal to show his managerial um, capability and you know long may it continue you normally find with a head coach like when we've always looked at the Williams they're always those people that have got their arm around the players' shoulder and they're too afraid to to annoy someone or something like that. But Lindsay doesn't seem that kind of character to me. He seems like that he, he would happily give them a rollicking, even if he gets on well with them. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the big step yeah. from being a coach to a manager is that the manager takes the front of it. And I know he is a head coach, but he is the front of it at the moment. Do you know what I mean? And he will take the rap, you know what I mean? And stuff like that, which is the difference with the coach's side of it. But I think, yeah, I think he's thriving you know what I mean? Long may it continue. There is going to be a few bumps. We're not going to win every game. And you know what I mean? That's where if we do lose a game, we we can't go back to panic stations. You know what I mean? He's, he's pulling through the right side at the moment and we've we've got to give him that chance. And you know what I mean? We're playing really well at the moment. And it's great I, I think he's, 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 he's brought enough credit put in, in the bank to... You know, to be given a bit of uh, a bit of slack now for for the next for the next and, month, or two, and I, I hope so. I hope so because I think someone put on the group. We've got a tough run of games coming up now. We've got some tough fixtures against some good sides in this league, and you know what I mean. We've got to give us a chance that we're going to go at these teams, and hopefully we've got the confidence now, and we can yeah have a go at these sides now. No, that's absolutely it, and and as we said, and as some of the comments have said in in the chat. I mean, we spoke about Gladwin um, uh, and, a, and a couple of others. We spoke about the the forward line. But, you know, we, we've not really touched on Bryn yet. Hutton was getting a lot of praise. Um, Blake Tracy, again, getting a, a number of positive comments as well. And and I think it was Mark in, in his initial bit actually said, um, you know, you you can't take away from, from whether it's 
it's part luck, as I think it was was partly uh, mentioned as well. But but the togetherness makes that solid defensive display, doesn't it? And and that's why defensive players like these are are getting the plaudits in a performance like that. Um, so it's certainly going to be interesting. And and it's also I flashed up the the comment from John there, and we'll we'll talk more when we come to looking at Northampton. But it it's. It's great how just a couple of results changes everything um, because, you know, he's saying there and whether it's it's partly tongue in cheek. But I do know he and Ben were exchanging messages the other day on Twitter about this. He say he, he probably does believe that we will win the next five. Um, and who would have thought that a fortnight ago that people would be thinking we could win another five in a row uh, at this stage? So uh, it's it's great to see that that sort of whole that negative mindset shift and uh, and a lot more positive um the other thing i did want to to mention was um was regarding that sort of togetherness and and how much the whole squad i, I think you said the celebrations there at the end um everyone working together there was a suggestion, you know, about McCurdy and stuff beforehand. And obviously that's been and gone now. Do we think that this squad, I know Woody doesn't like the, the term gel, but do we think this squad now is is implemented and they, they kind of all know what they're doing? And and it's there, the blueprint is there now for, for Swindon Town moving forward. That's just open to anybody. Yeah, I think, I think, I think so. Um, I mentioned in the chat earlier in the week that you know by giving like Lindsay 10 games or so to really see where our season would go I think we've I've extended that out to maybe 12 games just on the basis that the squad we have now is slightly different to the squad we had at the very start of the uh, season and before the window closed um but yeah I mean you look across the pitch now and players are finally starting to click and perform you know we'll, we can't can't take away from the fact that shade is starting to perform in the last couple of games um Gladwin's been consistent. Um, you know, players from last season like Louis Reed, who haven't quite hit the heights yet, it's it's almost insignificant because the rest of the team have pulled their socks up um and are carrying the team forward. I mean, players like you know FBT at left back. I mean, who who I mean, I had never heard of the guy before we signed him. Um, who would have thought we'd have been so lucky to pick up a player of that that quality? I mean, he just looks absolutely superb. Again, He's almost got, certainly going back in January, isn't he? Yeah, unfortunately. But, you know, never fall in love with a lone player, right? But we've got Ellis back. Um, it is great to see him get a few minutes and he'll only get fitter between now and, 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 and January, all being well. And it's great to see a few of the young lads that have been on the fringes get, out, get their opportunities to go out on loan uh, and hopefully come back and fight for a place as well. So, yeah, the, the, the squad, it, it, it's changed so much. We had 19 and we just scored a third goal. England are free to up. <laughs> um, we, you know, 19, 19 signings in the grand scheme of things. It was a massive churn. They've taken time to get to know one another. I, they, they, I agree and I will maintain that we don't need to talk about gelling as a team. They're professional footballers. They understand positions and where they are on a pitch. They just needed to understand the intricacies of each other's play and for Lindsay to um, to get his ideas across for them to actually you know put together consistent performances with the match plan that... that you know that, that he's wanted um the last few games we have started to play more front foot 
attacking, flowing football. Uh, but we've also shown that we're, we're, we're now quite capable of, of holding our own and that confidence is only growing. So next few games, again, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to those. But the, the next three matches, if we can come through those unbeaten or the you know sort of six, seven points, then we're, we're definitely going to be ready for, um, um, for, for the, the, the winter period and going into next year. No, absolutely. Um, it, and, and moving forward, as I say, we've got a very difficult month coming. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we deal with that. But we're certainly in a, in a better position to do so. Um, let's turn our attention, if we can, Woody, to uh, the other Swinning Town teams this weekend. And uh, maybe you could give us a little overview as to what happened and what's coming up this week. Uh, yeah, so both the senior teams unfortunately went out of the cup at the weekend. Um, it was always it always felt like it was going to be written in the stars, isn't it? After the good news, uh, the good news of uh, the end of last week that came out from the main club, um, which is uh, is is great to finally be announced. Um, but then to um, you know, obviously the first team went down to London Seawards, uh, lost two one. Evidently it was. Very, is the game was as tight as it sounded. Um, I haven't watched it back on on the recording yet, but um, uh, unfortunately, the de the dev side did did lose. I, I won't, won't repeat the scoreline, but it wasn't a very pleasant scoreline against Oxford United. But um, you know, it was always going to be difficult because they're a well-established development side with a lot of money into invested into their squad. So it kind of gives us a good idea as to where we want our sides to be, you know, and, you know, they're in a higher tier at the end of the day. Um, where are we at this weekend? Um, the first team have got money fields, um, which, you know, are a decent, you know, they're, they're a decent side. They've come up from my old clubs league, Avenant's old league. Um, they won it. They, they pretty much probably should have been promoted a couple of seasons ago. But they did get upset at the weekend. I think they lost two one to Canesham at the weekend. So, um, you know, we'll we'll be looking to pounce upon that. Um, very physical side. Um, again, a little bit of money branching around. Although I don't know how public that money is. Um, but yeah, it'd be you know it'd, it'd be good to get the refocus back onto the to the league. I know that James made quite a few changes last Sunday or yesterday. Um, he made quite a few changes to the squad. That was always planned. Um, he rested a couple of players. Um, yeah, and then the Devs um, have got Portsmouth, which is also down by Moneyfields. Um, but we're at home. We're at Fairford this weekend. We're playing at Fairford rather than down Ampney. Um, I'm not there this weekend, but uh, we will still be playing away in Germany. have just equalised. Um, the... Um, and the under-18s are local derby action, an actual local derby, because they're playing Swindon Supermarine. Oh, nice. Um, so uh, I can't remember if that's home or away, but obviously we'll put it all on our socials um, uh, over the over the next couple of hours, over the next two days. Um, you mentioned there about the news from last week. You weren't on the, the show on Friday, unfortunately. Me, me and Craig did our our level best to talk it up but obviously you you can talk from a, a much more sort of centralized position on this just how big that news was yeah i think it's um you know it's good to see the the uh, i mean you guys brushed it really well last week but it's good to see that the kind of promises are being you know kept now if that makes sense because 
um you know i was you know i heard about it a couple of weeks ago um i was skeptical at first um because i thought well we've heard all of this before um even when i wasn't at swindon they heard it all before um so i was like oh is it going to happen because you know the first thing when money starts to become an issue again the first thing that could get chopped is the women's team um but no no it sounds like you know the meetings that have happened fully gone ahead um you know it's all seems ahead there's a lot of investment going into the women's setup um and hopefully something to make the town proud and i think you know you look at you look at down the road you know not too far from us when you're thinking about the women's setups across you know oxford united are above us in terms of tier level um, Reading, professional status, Bristol City, professional status, you know, or near near professional status, all with RTC, uh, regional talent centres and uh, academies and, and things that are things that we wouldn't have really been able to do without having a full backing of the club. Um, yep. So it's, it's, it's great to see. Um, but equally, even the small things like just the, the support to the, the, the senior players in terms of, you know, funding for away games and and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but most importantly, if you take the money out of it, it's just kind of the invested interest more than anything, which is something that I've always branched upon in women's football. It, we don't, a lot of women's clubs can operate, so, you know, self-sustained. A lot of them can. Um, it's not as expensive to run as a men's club. Um, it's normally just about changing that mindset of interest. You know, it's the reason I went to Abingdon in the first place. They wanted a women's team. Um, we played on the pitch. We were treated like their men's. Everything was pretty much the same, um, and that's all it needs. Sometimes, you know, getting the getting next seat for say. I think from next season onwards, we'll be in the same whatever the kit is for the men's. We'll be in the same kit. Um, so that doesn't cost the club much money. That's not even an investment, in my opinion. You know, they'll be getting those kits at, at cost price. So it's just those small little changes in mindset that make the difference. And obviously. If we get games on the county ground and we get games on Foundation Park, we've seen what that 13th man can do. Well, 12th man, sorry. What that 12th man can do, um, it makes a massive difference. You know, we, it's no, in some ways, it's no coincidence that we go to a club away, our first away game after having two great results and we lose. Um, you know, in front of, a, I believe it was quite a small crowd. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, and as, as Mike's rightly said there, it gives, a massive opportunity to uh, progress. We have been tier three before, um, but we do. I don't think we were really at that level in terms of not necessarily the squad quality, but just kind of the level of interest, level of local interest. We weren't ready for tier three at the time. Um, while you've been uh, talking about that, I have been enjoying the fact that we're being sent pictures of not just uh, people enjoying our live show, but we're now getting the pets are sat watching Fools Rush In on various TVs and devices via Twitter. So uh, <laughs> thanks particularly, Danny, for, for sending those in. Um, I think what what you've mentioned there, Woody, is, is kind of summed up why the, the announcement last week was so important. And you've, and you've done it really well because, like, Craig is someone who's now been to a few games and is, and is fully embracing... Um, women's football from from the fan perspective um he he spoke really well last week and every time he goes to the game he comes back and he speaks really well about the the you know the event and what it means and how it runs and and what it feels like in the atmosphere and everything and, and craig does that really well but you've been able to give us that 
you've shone a light on women's football since we started this and, and now to, to kind of be at this point with Swindon Town Women's it's uh it, it's a great position to be in and, and I hope it like you say it's, it's just the the foundations and the building blocks just keep going and progressing onto onto bigger and better things and I really hope yeah. it's yeah. uh it works that yeah. is for sure um I think uh, I think as well I will I will pick out a question I think CK's asked there um you know because it is quite a valid question around you know are the current staff in there you know are their jobs safe um it is a valid question to be totally honest and obviously you do look at it when something like that happens you do get a little bit skeptical in terms of um what's going to happen to my roles now we've been assured that for the foreseeable that our jobs are okay um but i will you know from my point of view i will appreciate it the fact that if um the club need to advance their coaches and have better quality coaches then then that's the way it is in my opinion um the only time I'd turn that, I'd say I'd go against that is if, you know, I'm performing, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, you know, um, and I think it is a quite a steady line they've got to be careful to cross because I, I can't remember. There was a side that, re that recently went into the Women's Championship and they literally swiped out all of their old coaches who were volunteers. Um, and it didn't go down very well. In fact, there were a few, and I won't name the club, but um, the mainly because i can't remember the name of the club but the you know there were it did it doesn't go down very well because there's a lot of volunteers in there still at the moment um obviously i'm voluntary the majority of the coaches there are voluntary um and i think i i, I do have a, a bit of faith in in i guess clem etc um that they won't look to jump before they can you know you know run before they can walk type thing um because there is a lot of knowledge within within the camp um um no <laughs> i'm already spent that money mike <laughs> but the nah. um but no 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 i generally i know i know it could be a very um a dark subject but it, you know it's not the first time i've been asked that question you know is your job safe because i am probably one of the lowest qualified coaches in terms of on paper in the club um so yeah it's it's a very valid question and i think um We've been we've all been told that we're okay for the for the foreseeable future, but I think a lot of the coaches there will join me in the aspect of if the club need to get better and they need to improve the coaches and they need to improve what's in there, then I think sometimes we have to face it that we're you know we we might not be at that professional standard that they want. Um, the announcement obviously brought differing opinions. There was a lot of positivity around it. Uh, I'm going to flash up this comment from Christian from one side of the uh of the um the divide if you like at the same time as that popped through on twitter paddy tweeted the women's game is on the crest of a wave at the moment it really is positive to see swindon town doing this i presume you'd be much more on on paddy's side of the argument than christians at, at this point um would i i think i don't think it would have changed if i'm honest i think we still would have it still would have happened I don't think it would have happened as quickly as it has. Um, I think England women's, because I know these conversations were taking place long before, um, you know, we won the, before the before we won the Euros. Um, they were taking place before, but I do think that it has accelerated that a little bit. You know, it's made it. You know, it's it's brought into light a lot more. Um, it's an interesting point you made. I, I missed kind of the yeah, Anthony Don's point. You know, they're another club that are kind of going on the same path. Actually, funny enough, 
Um, you know, they've invested a lot. They're playing at Stadium MK and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I think I, I know the conversations were taking place. It was one of the reasons I moved to Sweden Town Women's because I was I was I was sure it was going to happen. Um, but but I think it did accelerate it. I think yeah, there's no doubt that it's accelerated the interest. And I think Clem, because Clem had to be ex explained the women's tier football system over here and all of that kind of stuff. They wanted a business case from us in terms of whether we were sustainable um, and all of that kind of stuff. So they really were taking it seriously before we before they jumped ship. But I think, I don't know. I don't know what happened to Clem in this period. The latest period he was in Australia, but he kind of came back and just went, right, we're going ahead with it and we're putting all of this into place. Um, so as far, as far as I'm aware, as long as we keep up that attitude, it'd be fantastic. Um, it's if that attitude drops off, as I mentioned earlier, if that attitude drops off, that's when it just looks like it's a fad for the time. And um, to Clem, um, before, before, the, um, before the takeover was completed, he did say that he wanted to involve the women's, the women's setup. But I think obviously yeah. last season... It just wouldn't have been able. It probably wasn't a priority, and, and like you said, it was probably always on the cards. And it's just the the, the women's performance in the Euros has has accelerated that. I don't see if he could have been able to have done it any quicker than he has done this season. To be fair, I I also know that Clem was watching the first team yesterday, so he you know he is he is starting to show a genuine interest. I mean, I, I believe he was in a business meeting in London anyway. But either way, he's taking time out of his Sunday. Um, you know, to really make an effort and get along um, as well. Well, Paddy's followed up your comments just there, Woody, with um, with the women's side evolving. I hope the club look after people like Woody, whose passion and commitment comes across on this show. Just before we move on, Ned, I want to come over to you because if if I've got this right, and please forgive me if it's wrong, it's your niece that's in the under 18s or development team. Um, yeah, she played in the development team last time with Woody. When yeah. you when you hear like you, you saw the you saw the statement, you read the statement Friday. You, you hear what Craig says, you hear what Woody now says. Um, from your perspective, it, it must you know g give her and the whole family a boost about the future. Yeah, I mean, she played in the um, swimming team before she went to university, um, so she has aspirations to go back into the first team, but. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and she played you know, first team at the weekend. Oh, she played first team at the weekend, did she? Is that is that why we lost? Only joking, Bryony. Jesus, Jesus <laughs> going to get some backlash for that comment. Um, no, it's, it, <laughs> um, it's great. And obviously, as I said before, my three-year-olds just started to you know play at the um, foundation park as well. So you know, knowing that is going to be something that's taken seriously you know going forward you know it's fantastic and yeah i mean it's it's brilliant i love it um she loves it here this is why she come back um but yeah i mean it's it is it's um uh it's it's i mean it's a, i don't really understand why there was such a um a division previously um because it's it seemed to be when when she was praying previously it seemed to be heading the right direction then i mean it wasn't you know um swindon owned then but it seemed to be heading in the right direction then but um yeah well we all know lee powers a flipping dickhead and he's probably got a lot to do with it but there we go 
but yeah, absolutely brilliant. I mean, I love it. I mean, Clem's done wonders. You know, if people are still doubting Clem, then they need to have their brains checked, don't they? So. Um, Woody, are you able to just uh, clarify for Mike there for me before we move on to Northampton? Yeah, I'm 95% sure that it definitely is. Um, 95% sure that it definitely yeah, because is. The fact, the fact that Mike's questioned it has made me think, is it now? But I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm, I'm definitely sure it is. Because we're trying, when the first team are away, they're trying to get the development team to play at, at Fairford. It's just, it's not better. I love the way it's better. But um, it's just a bit more of a, you know, opportunity. Club. Yeah, opportunity. Proper comes probably the wrong word. Probably use the wrong word. Sorry, down at the seats. I left the facilities there. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move on then and, and look ahead to Saturday. Waza, let's let's bring you in the conversation here then. Um, optimism high. It's going to be a tough game. You know, what I mean, they're on fire. I just had a little look while we were listening. They've they've won the last four Northampton. I know we've we've won the last three. So you know, what I mean the devil's advocate there with that one but this this is going to be the test isn't it for, uh, I think I think we when we were we were in the middle of a bad patch when we played Leighton Orient and we got a result out of that game um and now we're looking at a team that are up there on merit I think they're a good side they've got Hoskins who's scoring for fun um who's a very good player at this level um I think it's going to be a real tough game but you know what I mean? We've got to go. We're going into it confident. You know what I mean? I it is, and we're at home. The crowd will be on side. I think everywhere it is, it's going to be that sort of atmosphere where we know that we're playing against a tough side, and we've we've got to be that twelfth man, haven't we? So, you know what I mean? I I can't see a lot of changes. I don't think it'll be very fair for a lot of changes to the lineup. The only one, and for me, I, I think he would be right to do it. I think Williams comes back in. And I think that might be controversial to a few, but who for? So for me, and this does is he, what does he we... replace? So, so the question is, I suppose, does he replace Wakeling straight swap back again, or does he replace Shade and one of them swap sides? So the contra for, for for me, as horrible, I think Shade stays in the team, and the reason he stays in the team is that if you look at a front three with Wakeling, Jeff Cotton, Williams. Is there someone really there to stretch the opposition defence? And for me, there isn't. You know what I mean? I think you need to have that balance in a front three that there's someone that's going to get beyond the defender or show that little bit of running at, you know what I mean, running at the opposition. And I think Shade's getting there. You know what I mean? I, d I think he's, he's slowly starting to improve. I think he was used as a bit of a scapegoat the last few games when we haven't been playing well. And I think now there's a bit of confidence in the team. I think we might see a better Shade. Um I think personally that it will be, I think it will be Jeff Cott will be dropped and I think Wakelin will go back into the middle. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think then it will be Shade and Williams either side. Um, and because Willie, uh, Lindsay has alluded to this and I think we've all said it last year when we had the likes of someone like Davidson, we relied massively heavy on him as being that central focal point down the middle. We've now got two players that can do that position and I think it's key that after 60 minutes, if one of them isn't having the best of games, that you've got something to change it. And that was the concern for me on Saturdays, that when I looked at the top end of the pitch, we had Hepburn Murphy, but we hadn't seen enough of him. If you were going to bring one of the two off, Jake, Jeff Cotter, Wakelin, there was, you know what I mean, was there going to be a difference? I'd like to see, like Ben's just said on a comment, I personally would like to see it be 
Williams, Wakelin, Jeffcott. But for the balance of the team, I think Shade plays a part that he's just got that little bit of a different attribute to the other two um, that gets him in the side, which is the the raw pace, the ability, you know what I mean, to go at players. And I think that's what it could could be the difference. But I think the midfielder, Reed will come back in if he's fit. And obviously with Khan being suspended, that's a gimme. I think Hutton deserves to stay in the side. I think he had a really good game Saturday. And we, we alluded to at a point a few weeks ago that I said about whether they've been coaching him to be a fullback now. And, you know, what I mean, it looks like they have. You know what I mean? He, he's had a couple of really solid games back there at right back. Um, so I can't see a lot uh, of changing of that front. But the front three is a really interesting one. But I think Williams, for me, has got to come back into the team. I'd just like to thank you on behalf of all of the loyal Fools Rushing audience for taking our use of the word alluded from once this episode to four or five, just in that little segment there. Thank you very much. Or did I say it a lot? Apparently, we as, we as a panel, no matter who is on, we say the word alluded a lot. And, <laughs> and <laughs> it's been mentioned multiple times and you must have done it three times just then. Oh, did I? Oh, wow! I've got it right up then. Um, Cosy, give. Can I? Can I say save on tires? Cosy, give save on tires a call. Oh one seven nine three four two oh one hundred. We'll sort it out. All right. Do you want me to just, just put yeah. it along the ticker for you, Wazza? Yeah, put it along the ticker. Thank you, mate. Do you want me a little, me a little message with a phone number? I'll put it along the ticker for you. Hold on, that's free sponsorship. That is. Uh, where, where's our cat? <laughs> <laughs> Arca is break. questions <laughs> for asking you if uh, Warren can sort his nut out or not. Yeah, yeah. Can I really? Can you release my nuts? Which I thought well, I better get this in now that it's actually to do with work rather than something cynical <laughs> from uh, Christian. Uh, Mark, so Warren spoke about um, the choices at the front end of the pitch. Do you think that the sort of goalkeeper and back four is is fairly settled now, or can you still see there's there's changes there? I don't think he should change it at all. I mean, if the back four that are, that played at the weekend are available to 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 play this weekend, then I think you've got to look at the consistency. I mean, one of the things we've been very good at really so far is keeping the mid um, uh, the two centre back partnership together between uh, McDonald and and Clayton, and I'd like to see that continue. Um, I think FBT's a a shoe in, and you know you, you can argue that that Hutton is as well based on his performance at the weekend. So I can't really see why we would would want to change it. And against a team like Northampton, we kind of know what we're going to get from them. Is it important to have that settled, particularly in the defence area, that settled unit? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I think any successful side needs to have a settled defence. I mean, I think we've seen over, over many seasons um, where we've had to chop and change players at the back or where we've had lots of injuries or where we haven't had sufficient cover and I've had to put the wrong... The wrong player in the wrong position you know how detrimental it is to the the, the team as a whole it's once you build partnerships um particularly at the back then you know your clean sheets improve or the number of clean sheets you you have improve and you know the number of goals you can see overall improves and obviously there was a lot of talk of mcdonald originally coming into play um in a back three but i think he's settling in quite nicely now um you know, as a back two partnership. So it's probably a bit of learning for him and maybe slightly different to what he was expecting when he came here. Um, but he's, you know, he's slowly growing on me as captain material. And I know a lot of people are kind of a bit marmite over um, um, 
the type of player that he is. But I'm liking McDonald. He's he's got all the hallmarks of um, of being a really good captain at the back for us, particularly with the um, his success rate at, at the aerial duels, which you know you tend to get a lot more of those in in League Two than perhaps you do in in divisions higher up. But he he's good in the air, um, and Clayton's really composed on the ball. And he's just got better and better every single game this season. I mean, I, he was one of those ones that maybe surprised me. I think, you know, being a, a, an ex-Liverpool player and an ex-Liverpool captain of the side that he was in, thinking, you know, is, is it a hyperbole about the, the background that he's had? But he's come and he looks a player. How somebody else has not seen the, the, the quality that he has um, and gone, there's a player that's definitely first-team material. We've got to take a punt on him. It's just... Massive kudos to to the recruitment team for 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 getting us what looks like an absolute gem. I just no, want to come back to you, was it? Was it? Can I just? Oh, sorry, just, I was going to ask you one point on the on the front three. I think it largely depends. I mean, I think we've got. I don't disagree with what you're saying about who we should have up up front as the front three. I think it largely depends on who's going to be the most successful central um, focal point in the attack to break their defence. You look at yeah. Jeffcott, I mean, I, I think that he's got the ability to be the, the the player that holds up the play. So it really does depend on, you know, the, the, the attacking guile of the players that are either side of him, whereas Wakeling is the one that if the defence is maybe a little bit tired and that I'm not quite sure of the age of their centre-backs or whether they're as mobile yeah. as some others. Um, but we've got options and that's only a good thing, right? That's a, that's a great point. I think, you know, I mean, I think, Northampton are a physical side at the back. I think they've got some, you know what I mean, some big lads. I think Guffrey's, a, you know what I mean, six foot yeah. plus, uh, you know what I mean? So maybe it will be Jeff Cott that gets that that opportunity and they'll go up against them. Um, yeah, 100%. And just another thing on your point about McDonald and Clayton, I think that's the partnership's going to only get better. You know what I mean? I, I, I would yeah. struggle if we keep, if they keep up the way that they've been playing those two, I would struggle seeing anyone breaking them down to, unless it's injuries or suspensions, obviously. But uh, people at the moment, they have a little bit of a gripe with McDonald that he's not this ball playing wonder. But I've mentioned this a few times that I don't think he is just brilliant. He just wins headers. He wins tackles. He, you know what I mean? And, and that's all. Sometimes you need that at this level. You can't have just two ball playing worldy centre halves that's going to knock balls left, right, and centre. It, you need someone that's going to do the gritty work. And I think he is a born leader. And I just think he's, you know, I mean, him and Clayton at the moment, it just looks brilliant, both of them. And long may it continue with those two. Yeah, 100% agree, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, Ned, let's uh, let's focus on another area of the pitch then, or or should we say off of it. Um, in, a, in a hard battle like we're expecting, the fans are going to be key, aren't they? Oh, yeah, massive. Um, we need to get back to where we were at the start and at the end of last season. You know, um, I mean, it's been a bit of a, a graveyard, <laughs> it seems like, in, in recent times. But I think that's just everyone's insecurities and, you know, not feeling the the vibe at the moment. But um, honestly, you know, if we can get back to where we were at the very beginning of the season... Um, God's sake, save on tires. <laughs> <laughs> How has he not paid us for this episode? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that'll do. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if we can, you know, it's going to be massive because we, you know, we know when we're in fine voice, we are the 12th man. And if we can get the lads over the line, then everyone needs to play their part, don't they? So um, Northampton, don't 
typically send a huge amount of fans across, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they're not going to go and buy a shitload of tickets just because I said that they don't send a load of fans now. So I'm confident in what I just said. Um, but um, yeah, um, you know, I just want to say with Shade as well. Um, of course you Shade, do. Absolutely. Um, Shade is definitely a confidence player and he's got some swagger going on at the moment. So if we were to drop him now, you know, I think it would be it would be to the detriment of our season if we were to drop him now. I think we need to, whilst he's whilst he's starting to, when he's starting to bubble, I think you need to keep him going, give him more confidence. You know, and we, I'm I'm sure the goals will keep coming. I'm sure that the the assists will start flowing, um, especially the assists, um, Fifey. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, it just to me, it just seems stupid. You know, if if we drop him now, I th I think it'd be a, a really really bad move. Okay. Really bad move. Um, Craig, let's come on to you then. Um, we we're speaking about all the all the fundamental areas for Swindon, but and I said we know what we're coming up against, but what exactly are we expecting? Well, against Northampton, well, I mean, obviously they're in fantastic form at the moment. And um, but I think we showed in the last sort of half hour from, from, what, I've, from what I've been told um, against Grimsby that if, if we can be like, we're going to have to be like that for a whole game where we're going to have to battle, you know, all over the pitch, you know, like, um, um, like um, I think I, I forgot if it was Mark or Warren was saying about um, McDonald. You, you know, he's he's going to be key. He's due a really good performance. I think. He, I, I mean, I didn't see the game on Saturday, and, and I haven't been convinced with him so far this season. But this will be the type of game where I think he will thrive if if he if you know because they, they they got two big forwards, haven't they? And um, it's it's going to be hard. Clayton's a bit lightweight, you know, so he could get muscled off the ball. Brilliant on the ball. Don't get me wrong, he's a good ball playing defender but you look at him he's, he is the type of player that's, that could get out muscled by the um Northampton forward line so as long as McDonald gives him some protection and also um no not can't can't suspended now isn't he um maybe Gladwin if he does go into that deeper role if, if Reed isn't fit you know he, he you know he's got the physical presence himself to be able to to, to do that so um so yeah it's going to be there's going to be a lot of battles all over the pitch, sort of, um, especially on, on on the physical side. And I think with Wakelin, he, you know, he is even though he's small, he, he is he is quite stocky and and he's strong enough, and and he doesn't get knocked off the ball um, easily at all. So, so yeah, it, it is going to be a really really tough game because they are in form. But you know, it's two teams that are in form, so so any anything can can happen. And um, we know, like I said, we know what what to expect from from Northampton and um, it's the type of game where a few weeks ago I'd have been dreading it because you know we, we we'd normally struggle against those sort of sorts of teams don't we but it looks as if Lindsay has adapted his game or his process towards dealing with these teams a lot more quicker than what Garner did last season and one of our failures last season were the games that we should have won at home and we didn't because of Ghana's failure to adapt against those teams. So hopefully, if Lindsay does that on Saturday, then you know we, we've got a good chance of getting a result. So, well, you've heard what everyone else has had to say. Where's this game won and lost? Um, 
I I do still think it's going to be a game for the midfield on Saturday. Um, I I will reflect on the shade comments a little bit as well, um, and um, amongst others. Um, I don't think he should be dropped. I'll make that clear first of all. I don't believe in changing a winning team where you don't need to. Um, but I I think I I think William should really start on the bench um, rather than coming in straight away. Um, the only reason the only reason I say that is I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit confused if I'm going to be honest with with Shea looking a lot better at the moment. I I still I've still not seen enough from him in my opinion. Um, I don't think he was a better winger than Wakelin was on Saturday. I think Wakelin did a lot more adv- in advanced positions, um, and that's not just me being biased towards Wakelin. Um, He's definitely playing with confidence, which is another reason why he shouldn't be dropped. Um, but I, I, I don't. He, for me, he's he's not he's not he's not he's an okay player playing in a in a team that are playing really well at the moment. Um, in in my personal opinion, um, if if we were losing games, I would have he would be the first one not to be playing in that front three. For me, I would be doing Williams, Wakelin, and Jeff Cott. Um, not in that order, obviously. Um, but yeah, why you know why change it? I think I said in the chat, you know, in terms of Khan, for me was our, our I actually didn't think he had that great a game on on Saturday. Um, I thought in possession he was good, out of possession I thought he was pretty poor, um, which kind of led to some of his you know late challenges. I know they said the first yellow card was soft, but he got away with a couple as well. Um, and the second and one, it, the second one, it looked like he got fouled. Yeah, but I think I think you've got to be careful. I mean, we spoke about um, was it McCurdy sending off as well? You know, like you can look at it so many different ways in terms of you know if if at the end of the day, if your knees raised going into a challenge, there's a chance the ref's going to call you up, um, and especially if you're on a booking. Now, I'm not saying he did wrong for doing so. Um, I'm not saying that he got he was it was right or wrong to be sent off, but I generally think there was a reason why even though we were defending extremely well on Saturday and when we went down to 10 men, we weren't really, it didn't change the midfield too much um, and defensively. And I think there's a reason behind that. Um, so, yeah, as was I said earlier, I think, you know, Reedy's the, the obvious option if he's fit to go to go back in there. Um, it'd be interesting if Reedy's not fit. What he does is, it you know, is it Ellis is going to come back in there or, you know, because Ellis could do a job in there, you know, maybe yeah. playing a little bit, get Gardwin to play a little bit deeper and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's where that that's why I'm saying. It's that midfield is where the game's going to be won or drawn, won or lost for me, um, because we don't know what that midfield could look like, because we don't know if Reed's going to be fit. We don't know what he wants to do with Gladwin and we don't know if Williams will walk back into the side. Um if, Sorry, if Reed isn't fit, um, I personally think he'll go to two sat holding, mm-hmm. and I think it'll be Gladwin and Ellis, and, and yeah. I think he'll give Darcy that free role, which could be massive for Darcy. I don't think he trusts anyone in that position other than Louis Reed, and whether it's a mm-hmm. good Louis Reed or a bad Louis Reed, I think he's one of the first names on the team sheet because he offers so much for us in that role. He covers a lot of ground, which sometimes I don't think we see. And, you know, I mean, yes, he gives us a few stray passes. But if he's not fit, I can see it being Gladwin and Iandolo as a two. And then putting, uh, giving Darcy a free roll in the 10, which might be brilliant yeah. for Darcy. We never know. 
Sorry, Woody. Exactly. And I, and I think if we flip that, though, what was good about um, Saturday was the fact that we can prove that we can do it without Reed. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as, as much as like on his day, Reed is by far the best holding midfielder player in this league. Um, but it, we have got those options there. And I, I totally agree. I'd, I'd li- in fact, I'd like to see it. If Reed's not fit, I'd like to see, you know, Ellis and Gadwin kind of almost playing more of a 4-2-3-1 rather than a, you know, 4-3-3 type thing. Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, and like I say, it's not, you know, don't drop shade. I think it'd be bad man management and I don't think Scott will. Um, but, you know, we, we, and as Ben's said there, you know, it's just nice to see that we're now going to the fact that we're not going, oh, that player's not available. We're going to have to call up a youth player. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it, we're now looking and going, Ellis is coming back. Um, even to the fact that if FBT, we've got to bear in mind that we've got two tough games coming up. Saturday and is it Tuesday? The Newport, uh, the Newport rearrangement, yeah. isn't it? Um, so we've got two two tough games in four days. So I wouldn't be surprised if the starting lineup is completely different to what we expect on Saturday, just to kind of manage manage that a little. <laughs> what, what do, you, do you think that there's an argument that that maybe having Clayton in that holding role and starting Baudry alongside McDonald? Because let's face it, after the Doncaster game. There was people that were saying it should be Baldry and Clayton playing together in the back four. Do you think that that, that could be a, a something that could work? Either, either in a two with like Gladwin or just as in the Louis Reed role. I think I think Baldry and McDonald could do a job there, but not against Northampton. Um, I think they're the type of two that you want playing against the horrible, gritty you know, kind of chuck as much forward as they can type thing. And I think, um, and and I think why, you know, McDonald and Clayton are performing, you know, they're performing at the moment. I'd still, uh, McDonald's another one that I'm still on the fence about. Um, I do agree with with what was said about, you know, he's not a ball-playing defender, but my argument to that be is why are we playing him like a ball-playing defender if, if, you know, he's not one. Um, But either way, you know, the problem is you put Bowdry in there, he's not really a ball-playing defender either. So then almost yeah, yeah. if we put those two together, we have to change the whole game plan for that back four. Um, so I think, you know, we've got options. And yes, Clayton could definitely do a job in there, but we've got options there without disrupting other positions. You know, I'm very much a believer of let's just change one position. You know, let's not, let's not disrupt everywhere else. That, that back four, and, you know, obviously Bryn, but that back four deserves to start without a doubt on Saturday, the way that they played on, you know, even McDonald, I said in the first half, McDonald had an absolute howler on the 20, 21st minute, I think, we, you know, with we were lucky not to concede. Second half, completely different player, you know, in terms of his great determination, his shithousery, everything was what we like, what we do like as Swindon fans from our centre-backs. Um, and, you know, Clayton is kind of that bit more relaxed focus, kind of, we'll, you know, I'll play it out from the back if I need to and, and all that kind of stuff. And like we've already said, Hutton, I thought, brilliant. And Blake Tracy's just coming on a different level. So don't don't disrupt that. And I don't think you'll need to for both games. I think we could play that back four for both games. What we need to be careful of, I wouldn't be surprised if it does go Wakelin, um, Jeffcott and Shade on Saturday. And then Williams will probably start on Tuesday. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. And I love, you know, Darcy was fantastic for him to get off the uh, score sheet on um, on Saturday. I I, I think yeah, he deserves, it, again, 
Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Did I say get off? <laughs> I, mean, I probably meant to say was get off the mark. I, I kind of combined two phrases. I knew together. what you meant. <laughs> um, you know, Darcy, if Darcy's, if that's the one thing for me. If Darcy doesn't start on Saturday, that's almost criminal. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I think Khan's out. If Reed's not fit, put Ellis in there. Let's give Ellis, as, you know, an hour if we need to. Um, and, then, and, uh, and then let's just concentrate on getting the lead before we, we, we make changes. Let's uh, let's go round as we normally do then, and a, a quick fire round of score predictions. While the discussion about um, where Andolo fits in the team, uh, everyone's saying what a what a good player he is. Apart from Ben, who is, you know, football's all about opinions, and he doesn't necessarily agree that uh, that he has the same attributes that everyone else does. Um, and I, I will leave you to think about this question while we do the score predictions as well that Claire's just sent in. I'll flash it up on the screen for you. But was a score prediction for Saturday, please. 2-1 Swindon. Nice, Mark. 5-2 uh, Swindon. <laughs> nice. Love it. <laughs> Ned. Just at the last score. <laughs> wow. Um, Right, so if we can defend from corners and we can keep Hoskins quiet, I reckon... Uh, that's two massive ifs. It's massive, but that's that's the, their keys to victory, isn't it? If, if we can keep them quiet from corners and keep Hoskins quiet, then we've got every chance of winning. Um, I, I do apologise. I may have spoke over the actual score prediction. We've got two everything one. else apart from that. 2-1. Two 2-1 one. Two one town, yeah. Nice. Craig? Yeah, it's going to be an incredibly tough game. It's going to be incredibly close as well. You're going to send us another drunk video? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not drinking Saturday, unfortunately. No. Um, No, but I'm going to go um, one each. One apiece. Okay, Woody? Right. We're either going to win 2-1 and then smash Newport 4-0 or we're going to beat Northampton 4-0 and only beat Newport 2-1. So <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit less optimistic and go with my two-one for this Saturday. Okay, uh, I will follow that up as well and say that we will win. Um, and I think it will be three-one. Um, is my prediction. Uh, let's uh, let's move towards our concluding subject, and and has has now become traditional. Um, we come to the uh, question submitted. By the audience, always Woody's favourite part of the show, um, because I never give him chance to prep an answer and then expect something really detailed and (laughs) sensible from him. Uh, We have had a couple of questions, and as promised, the game that we just could not fit into the show because we would have gone well over two and a half hours on Friday, I have saved for this one as well. Um, so a nice easy one to start you off, gents, has been submitted by John. He uh, he couldn't decide what question he wanted to ask. He likes to submit one question per episode. Um, in the end, he settled for, um, what is everyone's favourite ever Swindon chant? Um, what one has entertained you, makes you happiest? Um, I can see... Woody reacted quite visibly there. Mark's deep in thought. Craig instantly went with a smile, though. So I'm going to start with you, Craig. What's your favourite Swindon Town chant? And we all pissed up the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, turn the man of ground into a public lavatory. (laughs) 
Lovely, lovely. That was the first one in my head, and yeah, love that one. Nice. Uh, let's go with Wazza next. Just because it was like the, my when I first started supporting Swindon Town was, it, and I I loved Sam Parkin, and for me, oh, it don't was do that super, to me. Super <laughs> Sam, super, super Sam. It was just it was just my first memory of watching Swindon. It was just that chant got me, and yeah, it, that was the first one that popped into my head. So obviously, I get to see these questions before you guys do, but I had the exact same reaction you did, Waza. But mine was a different player, and the first one that popped into my head was Stefani. Whoa, Whoa. he's better than Zidane. He plays for Swindon Town. Stefani. Whoa. Uh, Ned, let's come to you next. Tough, but I think I have to go quite um, recent and say uh, Ginger Pele. Nice, love it. Everyone knows the words, and it's it's great to sing. <laughs> um, let's go with Mark. You've been waiting patiently. Let, let's go to you. We'll save Woody till last. Well, yeah. Initially, my I was going to default to uh, to one of the Sammy Parking um, chants, but I was suddenly thinking, what what do I like most about the chants? Is the one when you can hear all sang or all sides of the ground singing so the, the the classic when the reds go steaming in is always a great one when it starts in one sound and you hear it echoing and it really does get the atmosphere pumping so that one for me please okay um woody as they come flooding in from the audience there's only one isn't there fools rush in that's got to be the only one that's the winner surely it's it's where our name is where our name comes from um other than that, no, was a was a jumped in before I did. Um, Sam Parkin was one of the first chants that I definitely remember chanting a lot of. I do really like the 1969 chant as well, but I just wish we stopped singing it now. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of bored of it, but when it when it was first a thing, it was it was, you know it was really really good. It was the one that really got the town end going. Um, and then there was one. Yeah, I'm not going to go through them all, but there, yeah, I'll go with no, the go on. What, what's, the, what's the other one that well, came to your head? One that was most recent was um, there was a guy that, that was coming up with the uh, woke up this morning feeling fine, got swinging on my mind, we got the power out like we knew we would, etc. Um, that one I quite like. Um, I don't know why I liked that one, but it was, I think it was quite relatively original. So, yeah. um, Oh, yeah. Feisty, can I just do an honourable mention? Yeah, I was going to say any no notable mentions for anybody. Yeah, yeah sort of. It, we're, we're talking early nineties here, but it was one that I laughed my head off about as a kid, but I didn't really understand it at the time. And it is celery, ooh, ah, celery. <laughs> ooh, ah. Oh no! <laughs> it was, and, and honest, I, I remember um, I was at the ninety playoff final, and there were sticks of celery being chucked. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant! Brilliant! I forgot, Fifey. I've got one as well. Go on. Defeater. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> um, I, I was always a fan of We All Dream of a Team of McNamese as well. <laughs> no, just, no, no reason really. He wasn't even one of the best left wingers I've ever seen. But uh, I, I, I just like I enjoy I enjoy chanting it. Obviously, more famous these days for a team of Louis Reed. So uh, there we go. Uh, Warren, Mark, any more notable mentions for you guys? 
not that immediately springs to mind. I used to quite like singing the Andy Gurney song about Andy Gurney being magic. Where's the magic hat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 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 I heard the one when Lindsay was coming over on Saturday. We suddenly everyone loves Scott Lindsay now. They were singing, um, "We've got Super Scott Lindsay." I don't know what the rest of it was, but it, it had a good ring to it. So if he keeps winning, well, I suppose we'll keep singing it. So uh, roll on. Roll on, indeed. Um, okay, well, that answers that question. And thank you to everyone who's been sending in your uh, your your favourite chants as well. Um, hopefully, that will inspire the next generation of uh, Swindon Town chants. And uh, let's let's get creative again, although not creative like we did one evening, picking songs that really should not be being chanted purely by accident. <laughs> Woody's just remembered. <laughs> Former R&B artist. <laughs> yes, disgraced artist. Oh yeah. Um, one night we got very creative with what would have been an absolute bop, but uh, oh, yes, it's, it's not suitable to be sung. That's for sure. Boudou would be so disappointed in me. I know. <laughs> Um, okay, let's go to the next question um, and topical for today. I think we may have kind of, we've definitely covered this subject in a way in a previous episode, but it does seem a while ago. Um, so I just want to scroll back through our notifications to remember who sent it in. I want to say it was, yes, it was. It was Dale who tweeted in to say, Swindon win the league or England win the World Cup this season? Which are you choosing? Uh, Woody. Um, England win the World Cup, Swindon go up in second. Nice. I knew that was coming straight away. Craig? <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do what Woody just done then and take the easy way out. But um, I'm, I'm going to say because England have already won a tournament this season, I'm quite happy for Swindon to win the league because I want to get out of this league. Okay, uh, Ned. Every day of the week, Swindon winning the league. Honestly, no, 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 no competition for me. Mark. Yeah, club over country every time. Okay. Loza? I liked Woody's answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, of the way the question is asked, I would say England. Um, it, you know, we've not seen, with the exception of Nick, uh, no one here has, has seen England win the World Cup uh, in the men's in the men's game, that's for sure. Um and, you know, who's to say that the, the question does say or Swindon win the league? So who's to say Woody isn't right and we go up as second? So uh, I, I, I will pick England for this. Out, that is. Well, pick the splinters out. out now. Pick those yeah. splinters out, Fifey. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I would say England winning the league. Uh, sorry, England winning the World <laughs> Cup um, would, would be the choice. Um, although everyone in the comments seems to be going Swindon. So we're definitely in the minority. <laughs> Um, next question, um, and interesting, do you know what? I'm going to ask this to you guys as well. It's a question that we've been submitted, uh, and just a little reminder at this stage that Friday's episode is not a live stream. It will be 
live broadcast, but it's not a live stream. It's a pre-recorded episode where we're getting a uh, period of time to be in conversation with Key and Harry. So thank you for everyone who submitted questions for that. Um, we got sent one in that I've been asked to ask him, but I want to ask you guys as well, because I think it might uh, it might split you guys as much as it'll split those watching. Um, and it reads like this. Carton and Darcy are looking longingly at your last chicken McNugget. Who are you giving it to and why? Um, was a. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> um, Khan, because he's probably covered more distance. Okay. He might be more hungry. Huh? I'm going to give it to Ronan because he scored a goal. Okay. Uh, Ned? Uh, I'm not going to share. <laughs> he can buy me some more flipping chicken nuggets. Either one of them can buy me more chicken nuggets. I'm sharing my flipping chicken nuggets. Piss off. None of them. Um, great. I'll just I'll just toss it to them, and they can fight over it like a pack of hyenas. <laughs> Cue Woody's answer, everyone. I'll cut it in half. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Woody. Are you cutting it in half, Woody? Sorry, Woody's not sharing no. him. No, I'm giving it to Gladwin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's move on to the uh, to the game then for tonight. And uh, Ned was on nice and early and asked if he could have any indication as to what it was. And uh, I said, well, you can try and guess if you like, and judge by my reaction. I didn't move my face when he was trying to guess. Um, but it's been submitted by Mike, who wanted to really test your brains on Friday night. But I saved it for tonight because you guys would be specifically good at this game. And it's the STFC alphabet game. So what I'm going to ask you to do, starting with Warren, is name a Swindon Town player whose surname begins with A. Mark will then get B, Ned C, Craig D, and so on. And if you can't think of one, you're out. Last man standing wins. If we get to Z, we go again. Are you ready? Does that make sense? I've, I've explained it quite straightforward. So any era, just any? Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, just before we start, I will um, show you that uh, we, we did get some comments to the, uh, to the chicken nugget question. Oh, first, Nick uh, pointed out that he didn't actually watch the World Cup final live. <laughs> Um, what else have we had? Uh, ben saying Khan has a lovely smile. Uh, that should be appearing on your screens now. Uh, Mike asking, uh, along the same line as Ned, who shares food? Sodom. <laughs> before, before praising Ned for his answer. Um, okay then, Warren, are you ready with the letter A? Really, I should have thought this out to see where, make sure I get the easy letters. I didn't think about this. Go on then, Warren. You start us off with A. Nikki Ajose. Nice. Mark? Bobby Barnes. Ned? Colin Calderwood. Craig? Uh, Josh Davidson. Gareth Evans. Zeki Friders. 
That's G now, was her? Gavin oh, no. Gunning, because he's gunning because he's actually on the books as a player coach. I'm having that. <laughs> yeah, you can have that. We will put people on a time limit though, just to keep the game Sorry. moving. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. Kean Harry's. Nice. Yay! Ned. <laughs> I got a fucking eye. <laughs> um. We literally were speaking about him a minute ago. I was gonna. Oh. Oh, oh, are we counting Neda? Sorry. Collins. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Craig. Jai, see me. Ooh. Okay. Oh fuck! I should really be thinking about my letter, shouldn't I? <laughs> Woody. Khan. Khan. Sadio Khan. Uh, what was the young player's name? Was it Lampton? Lampton. Yes. Right? Yes. Yep. Got for that, was it? What am I on? M. M. Oh my god. Um, McDonald. McDonald, okay. Uh, people are trying to help by sending the less sending the comments in as well, but I'm not flashing them up. <laughs> Mark. Peter Noble. Noble, okay. Ned. Lloyd Opara. Okay. Uh, Craig. Uh, David Priest. What? Uh, Woody? Well, I'm out here, and I fucking cute. <laughs> We're bound to have a. We must have had a player called Queeroz or something like that. <laughs> I think I'm out. Fucking cute. <laughs> this is far too slow, says Mike. Can anybody help very quickly, Woody, with a cue to keep the game going? Ben's pointed out you got a para but not a yandalo net. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a you. Stop talking. <laughs> uh anyone help with a cue before we move on? It looks like Woody's been unfortunate there. Uh so we continue on then and I will go Nile Ranger. Oh, Mike's just coming to save you as well. Oh, Nile of Ranger. Jimmy Tony Quinn. Shade. Shade. Yeah. Tony, uh, Tony Thorpe. Ned? Fuck. Um, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. It must know. be a U. Can anyone help Ned with a U? Woody, can you help Ned with a U? No. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm switched off now. <laughs> no. There's no you coming through, so unfortunately we have to say goodbye to Ned. Craig? Yeah, Ned's favourite player, 85 Ash. I'll go for Williams. Which one? Which one? <laughs> All of the Williamses. <laughs> Jerry Yates. You had X. Oh, did I? Yeah, X comes after W. Oh, come wow. on. Oh, X. Sorry, oh, guys. Johnny Xylophone. <laughs> I, I haven't got a clue with X. Oh, this oh, is no. hard. Someone needs to very quickly get swindon town fcuk up. 
There can't be anyone with the name. There's got to be an Xavier or something, surely. No. I think we can give Waza a pass on that one. Sorry, Waza. There isn't one. It can't be out. If there isn't one, he can't. Well, quickly check no, for us then. Was there a queue though? Was there a queue for you though? Yeah, there was a queue. Oh, there was. Okay. But Ben's suggesting Xavi might have played for Swindon at some point. I'll <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, go with that then, Xavi. <laughs> uh, we'll give yeah. you the pass then and go. Why was a? No, that can't happen. It can't happen. Ned, Ned's like Ned's like that. Ned must have been a player. Because Ned just wanted the Z. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to. Well, I'm, no, I'd have got yeah, the Z. Ned's out, one. isn't he? Ned's out. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I'm happy to go out. It was just the way. It oh, go on then, Mark. Am I going Y? Am I going Z? Why? So You're going Y. Alan, Alan Young. Okay. Oh yeah. Zaboob. That was. There goes the Z option. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Keshi Anderson. Uh, can't repeat any. Correct. So you got uh, B, Mark. I should be able to think of another B straight off the bat. It's Watershed. Yes, because if I've got Z, that's what I'm using. <laughs> you can't, mate. It's already been used. Oh, now. Barry. Louis Barry. Okay. Craig? That's a long time. Clayton. I can't remember who's already been said. Um, Drysdale? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we said players. <laughs> For the record, Danny, I am out, so I'm not cheating. <laughs> uh, Mark, <laughs> I'm still trying to find if there was a player beginning with X. <laughs> Mark, you've Foley. got yeah, Eggbo, Foley, Steve Foley, Andy Gurney. Uh... I could do H. Well, you Harry's. How long? There, there must have been a Harris somewhere on the lines. I don't know what the first yeah. name is. No. <laughs> Rolf. R- Rolf, yeah. Rolf. <laughs> well, there wasn't any plans beginning with X, by the way. Well, thank, thanks to Ben. I'm going to go Iandolo. Uh, Lukas Jukovic. Ooh. Kyle Noy. Nice. Sake. Come on, Craig. Five, four. <laughs> Hold on, nobody else got a fucking count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell, I've gone. Oh, no, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Mark's so much fucking cleverer than me. So, what have I got? M. Yeah. Ryan Mason. Luke Norris. Oh, um, fuck. Give him the countdown, Kate. Can't think of an O. Oh, Anora. Yeah. Good one. Hey. Oh, fuck. That means I'm out. <laughs> no, not, no, not necessarily. I've got to think of another P now. 
Look at the screen, Mark, quick. <laughs> Don't look at the screen, Mark. <laughs> I have. So, <laughs> Vinnie Pericard. <laughs> love- Cheers, Tim. I love how the Oxford fan has given us that. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a queue, is there? It's probably another Quinn. Then again, he didn't say Quinn, so I can say Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jimmy Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've already had Rangers, so I'm going to go with the mighty Don Rogers. Don. <laughs> Don. Trot up. <laughs> uh, John Stevenson. Wow. I'm telling you now, somebody else is cheating as well, because I've just got a thing on Swindon Dash Town to say that their buffers exceeded. Um, <laughs> All of them. Nathan Thompson. You. Oh, fuck. Let's do one that I died with. There must have been like an Underwood. Uh... What's the website? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Can't think of any other name that would begin with you other than Underwood. Did Usher ever play for Swindon? Uh, sang about him. Usher, Usher. Think I'm out on you. <laughs> no, I'm going to have to concede to Mark. I can't think of a you. Well done, Mark. 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 <laughs> Uh, some notable mentions in the chat for those of you that weren't cheating. If I go back up, we had um, so after Quinn got mentioned by everyone, uh, Adam Rooney for R, Chris Zabrowski for Z, Benson for B. Um, who else did we get? Hoddle for H, Chris Hay for H, Hunt for H, Ashan Holgate for H. Who went out on H? Was it Craig? No, I went out on L. Who else did we get? Uh, Migs for M, Ling for L, Mullin for M, O'Brien for O, Pericard got mentioned. Uh, cheers, Mike, who uh, submitted the quest. It was actually Mike <laughs> who sent us this game um, and then proceeded to say, you're awful at this. <laughs> you should come on, Mike, show us how it's done. Um, Danny did try to help me after suggesting that uh, Woody was cheating. She suggested I go with uh, the youth player up Pericard. <laughs> Oh, up, you Pritchard. Up Richard. Up, up Richard. Richard. It's, it's from 1949 is when he played his first match, this Up Richard. <laughs> and the only other one was Billy Ussel from 1896. <laughs> <laughs> y equals Yasser Kasim. No, it doesn't. Uh, and then we've got Ben saying... <laughs> oh, okay. Good. <laughs> We've got uh, Ben congratulating Mark. We've got Tim saying, well done. Uh, Ben saying, very wise man. Um, Not youth, I meant old players, says Danny. Uh, Who also wants more games like this. Um, That takes us nicely just over the 90-minute mark for today. Just a reminder again that... um, that Friday's episode will be a pre-recording conversation with Keen Harris. For those asking where the likes of Ben and Nick are, uh, they're saving their voice because they will be on the panel for that one, joining me to talk to Kian, who um, has said that he is, uh, there's pretty much 
no subject off limits. So it could be an interesting conversation. Um, but from uh, Waza and from Mark, from Ned, from Craig and myself, thank you very much as always for watching. Thank you for your contributions. Um, and until probably next Monday again live, goodbye. Take my hand, take my whole life too, but I can't help falling.